What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm blessed. (laughs) Clint, it is so funny because I asked you, well, actually, I was researching what this episode was going to be on, and you said, "Why why don't we record about how much impact somebody could have in another person's life in one single day? And the reason that I thought that that was funny was because for we're getting ready to plan a trip to Florida, and... I was thinking about how cool it would be for us on one of those days to actually have like a give back day because we're we're so fortunate. We we are we try our best to to give as much as we can. I give a lot of my time. We donate a lot of resources inside of our police, fire, military and families Facebook group and I thought it would be so cool for us to have an entire day while we're in Florida to be able to show thanks for the Floridians allowing us into their state and to be able to enjoy all of the things that we're going to be able to enjoy in doing that. And so it was ironic that you wanted to record an episode about the impact that somebody could have in someone else's life on any given day. So um, I'll let you take it over. Well, now I don't even know where to start because... (laughs) You, you prefaced it so well and, and kind of a different angle that I wasn't even thinking of, but that's a really good idea. Um, I, I was just thinking of, I, I was just right before we were recording this show, I was sending out emails because people from work were asking for stats and different, different things in reference to one of our mounted deployments that we did recently. And as I was kind of mapping out what we did and kind of getting those numbers together specifically throughout the whole day. There's one specific part of our day that I remember that I know it might not have changed someone's perception of the police, but it's going to give them a little bit of a different perspective instead of just looking at us as coming and arresting people and and kind of going that route, which, I mean, that's what we do. And and understandably so. I think think as police, we go too far the other side of trying to be friends with everybody. But at the same time, there needs to be balance with it. So as we we were deployed uh, on the horses, kind of going and contacting uh, homeless individuals and, and... providing resources to them and trying to get them off the streets, but also trying to prevent them from committing crimes within certain areas. We rode probably five hours in the morning and it was hard riding. I mean, buttercups is still all dirty and needed to wash off, but it's so cold now I'm not able to do it. Or I should say Ashley does it because she always washes her for me. But we were riding through some neighborhoods at towards the end of the day. We we're just trying to kind of get the horses a little bit more worked out and, and actually let the public see us a little bit more. So we rode through some neighborhoods and, and people were coming out. It's a, I mean, it's a Saturday morning. So everyone's home watching their Saturday morning cartoons, drinking coffee and 
So we started riding through the neighborhoods and stopping and little kids are coming out from all over the place and driving to us. And then like people, I mean, we had to have contacted at least a hundred people within the first hour, just people coming up to us, taking pictures, petting the horses and kind of going down that route with it. But, and that's all cool and great. And, and that's a good experience, but the people we were kind of doing this for was in one of our nicer neighborhoods and they're, they're all good people and they already love the police. I took us on a route cause buttercups is the alpha horse. And so she always has to lead. And I took us on a route and we went through one of our really troubled apartment complexes. This complex is I, I've been to multiple homicides there. There's drugs and all that. You name it, and it happens there. Um, it's a little tricky because there's a couple little steps that you have to go up throughout the complex, but it's something our horses are really good at. And so we're riding up the street, and I go, you know what? Let's go this way. And I just turn us straight into the complex, and we're and it's not a big open complex. Like it's tight, narrow pathways, and all that, and. We ride right through the middle of this complex and everybody, and I'm not kidding, everybody in the entire complex comes outside. These are all our majority of the people that we have to, we get calls for service for and we deal with on a regular basis. But their kids, the adults, they're recording us and and taking pictures with us and and petting the horses and, and just, they've never even seen a horse before and we're now riding through the middle of their neighborhood in their apartment complex and you could just tell the awe on these kids faces and the adults and in that moment i i've been through that complex on foot multiple times to include with dealing with code enforcement issues or just the crime that we handle i've never been treated the way that I was treated riding through there on a horse on foot, of course, because people love animals. I want to pause you for a second because I would argue that another reason why you've never been treated that well is because this wasn't a call for service. This was you proactively going into a section of a dark section of your community and wanting to build and solidify that community engagement. So I think that is a, not necessarily the horses, but imagine if you had been on foot and you just started striking up conversations, you know, doing what you do when you do have time to be able to build that community relationship. So um, I think that was probably, of course, the horses are striking and <laughs> Buttercups is gorgeous, but I think that was probably one of the, the biggest indicators for the difference. Yeah, and I mean, I, I absolutely agree. I think the horse is one big thing to draw people out because if they were to see me just walking through the complex, the likelihood is they wouldn't have flooded out, but the kids would have still been outside playing. They would have still been trying to strike up those conversations. And, and that is something I think we all lack in police is having the opportunity, go, going door to door and just introducing ourselves and that old community, community oriented policing. Your aligners are like not liking you this morning. I know. I, I, and I know that because there was a video that somebody recently shared with me. 
I want to say it was a Texas officer, but I could be wrong, where there was an officer who pulled over a door dasher and the door dasher had priors. So the officer had to arrest the door dasher and he felt bad for the people to not get their food. So instead, he decides to take the food on the route and delivers it himself to the people that ordered from DoorDash. And they're just elated and they're just so happy to see the, the police presence. It's like the most unexpected thing, right, to have an officer deliver your DoorDash. But um, if it wasn't DoorDash and an officer just came by and maybe asked somebody in the community like that, maybe if it was like you, you have five doors a day, like you put that as your limit if you're a beat cop and you have proactive time. I know there are many agencies, especially right now, who don't. But even if you did five a week, you know, door knocks and just ask like, hey, I just wanted to check on your community and make sure everything's fine. If I personally would never want an officer to knock on my door, but that's for completely different reasons being married to a police officer. But um, I think of my dad and like he would be super happy to have something like that, that kind of engagement with an, an officer police presence within his community. Yeah, and it's such a forgotten tactic and, and you get so busy, so caught up in just dealing with the bad all the time. And there's so many good people out in society. It's it's not only good for them, it is good for you as an individual as well, because you're getting out of the mindset of I'm going somewhere, I'm going to take this person to jail or I'm going to see something violent, whatever it may be, all the negative now you're taking your own initiative and doing something positive in helping your community. And you would be surprised what people would tell you. It might be something uh, they're going to complain about the car parked in front of their house. Or it might be something completely silly. Oh, my neighbor's dog's barking all the time. But guess what? That's very important to them. And not only that, but I'm thinking from the perspective of, I know a lot of the residents in your community, they have lived there for, they're like generational homes. And the same is to be said of my home that my dad built, right? He's lived there my entire life. We moved in there when I was six months old after he built it. And I know also for a lot of people who are like the OGs of the community, they don't ever want to disrupt anything. So it's a lot different for you as an officer to create a presence versus me as a, I don't want to be messed with, leave me alone kind of individual in the community to call and to ask and request for service at, at my house. It's a completely different dynamic. And I think when that happens, you might be privy to a great deal more information than you even bargained for, for some of the instances. And what's kind of what just came up for me is there's a movie called Colors. If you haven't seen it, it's a great police movie. Uh, older, Robert Duvall, and I forget the other cop, uh, the other actor that's in it. But there's a lot of bad with it, but there's also a lot of good in it. If you look from the outside in, is the mindset of you treat others with respect or how you would want to be treated it comes full circle and you know the people you would least think of stepping up to defend you would be the ones jumping in to protect you from something severe from happening because when it comes to it if you're out in the field with you know you're fighting for your life with somebody and you're not able to gain the upper hand your community is going to be probably one of the first peoples that step up to help you I know. And another thing that I just thought about was, for the most part, the only interaction that most most of society has with law enforcement 
are the negative connotations for the most part that are seen online on social media in the fake news and shit like that. So I think that that would also help to shift the perspective that communities have with regards to policing and allow that humanization to be more prevalent, which I think is such an important thing, actually something that I think should be taught more at a top level, something that I think should be implemented. And and not only that, but also as an officer, especially if you're a beat cop, to be given permission to be able to do. Because I think that sometimes people are reserved when it comes to picking up that basketball with that kid and playing with him because what if I am filmed? What if I get in trouble? Like all of the things. So I think that's something that definitely needs to be discussed more and changed. So thank you so much, Clint, for all of your input. That was a really, really entertaining episode and something that I think that should definitely be implemented in every police department, something that I think that every community would welcome with open arms. And I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.